It's all right. This is the first time we've met, so. How are you guys doing? Well, today is a very special day here at the Vineyard. You can see the, the stage is set up completely different. We, we left enough room for me to do my dance routine. So, no, this is, uh, being perfectly honest with you guys, this weekend, what we're doing is probably the thing that I look forward to most. Um, it's probably the, the most excited I get for church is, is, is this weekend, because we are doing baptisms this week. Um, baptisms are super exciting. They're super fun. But let me say this. If you are new, if you have uh, always wondered, like, what is the deal with baptisms. Like maybe you've been around them your whole life and you've just always thought they're a little weird or maybe this is your first time in church and you're thinking this whole thing of dunking people underwater, it's strange. Well, let me say this to you. You are right. It is strange. It's weird. We can acknowledge that. It's weird. But a lot of traditions and ceremonies that, that we do in our culture can be strange. Like if you don't know what, you know, the, the meaning behind a wedding ceremony is, it can feel weird. Like why are they giving each other rings? Why are they saying these things? So hopefully today my goal is to be able to explain a little bit of why we do baptisms, some of the meaning behind it, so hopefully it'll, it'll make a little bit more sense. And also, if you have been baptized before, um, I just want to say this. There's, there was a, an old saying uh, that the early church used to say. They would say it all the time, like if someone was struggling or someone was questioning or, or just, you know, all the time they would say this. They would say, remember your baptism. Remember your baptism. So if you've been baptized before, hopefully today can be, be a chance for you to remember your baptism. And as you hear this message about baptism and witness these folks getting baptized, something can bubble up inside of you that you can remember the, 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 the thing that you did when you were baptized, what was behind it, what it meant when you were baptized. So today, as we talk about baptism, hopefully for all of us, we can, we can have something kind of click, something makes sense, maybe something that was dormant in our life, that had maybe gone a little dry in our life, will, will uh, you know, come back up to the surface. And maybe if you're new to all this, it'll start making a little bit more sense. So let me just pray, and then we'll just jump right in and talking about it. So Lord, we thank you for who you are. We thank you for your presence here this morning. We thank you that we get to gather here together and celebrate you. We just ask that you're glorified and you are really close with us. In your name, amen. So I want to start by sharing a little bit about my story of my baptism. Um, so as many of you guys know, I grew up in a really great home. I grew up, uh, my parents were pastors. Uh, they used to pastor at Vineyard Columbus. They, they came up here to plant this church. Um, they're phenomenal parents. Uh, they made mistakes, and I still remind them of the mistakes they made. No, uh, but they, they were just really great parents. They taught me so many important things. They, you know, taught me how to ride a bike taught me how to drive a car. My mom actually taught me how to play guitar. Um, and they actually also taught, taught me things like 
you know, communication things, like how to forgive, how to, how to accept forgiveness, how to work through issues. They taught me what it was like to be a good parent, to be a good husband. Um, I am just so thankful for all the things that they taught me. But there's one thing that they taught me that I'm more thankful for than all the rest. There's one thing that I am just extremely thankful for, and is they, they, they taught me about God. They taught me about God. And more than just teaching me about God, they taught me that God was knowable. That God was, was not, you know, a million miles away just watching how this world played out, but he was here with us and he could be known, that he, he wanted us to get to know him and he wanted to get to know us. And so I have vivid memories as a little, as a little boy of them teaching me how to pray, teaching me how to talk to him and how to hear his voice. And what began to develop was this, this strong, passionate, intimate relationship with God where I began to love him. I began to love his presence. I began to love to hear his voice. And just, I remember laying in bed at night and just praying that God would come give me a hug, and he would. And I loved it. And it was real, and it was passionate. And, and as this went on, I began to, to know that I could count on him. I began to depend on him when I was, you know, you know, being bullied or I was, you know, sad or I was frustrated or angry. I knew that Jesus was with me and I knew that he could help me. So I depended on him and this dependency led me to believe that he's a good and trustworthy God. And I wanted to follow him. I wanted to do what he said. I wanted to, you know, everything that he asked me to do, I mean, not everything, most things that he asked me to do, I'd say, yes. And so in saying that, growing up as a pastor's kid, I saw hundreds, if not thousands of people be baptized. And I never thought twice about it. I just, you know, it was just something that we did. And, and then I remember one day, I was 10 years old, and I think what was going on was the, the church was about to have a baptism coming up. And I don't remember who said this, but I remember someone up on stage said, uh, they read this verse, and it's in, it's in the book of Acts, and I want to read it to you guys. It's Acts chapter 22. It says, what are you waiting for? Get up. Be baptized and wash your sins away, calling on his name. And when I heard that, something began to, to rise up inside of me. Something began to stir in my heart. And hearing it, it felt like, man, there's something to this. It felt like very strong language. Like it didn't say, hey, if you have time, if you're not too busy, if, it's, if it fits into your schedule, and if you want to, you should get baptized maybe. No big deal, no pressure, but think about it. No, it said, what are you waiting for? Get up and be baptized. And it felt like it was speaking directly to me. Have you ever had that experience? It felt like it was just speaking right to my heart, like, Jay, what are you waiting for? Get up and be baptized. So I remember after church going to my parents and saying, hey, I want to get baptized. I want to get baptized. And they, they you know, asked me a bunch of questions and just to see if I understood what it meant. And you know, they were like, yeah, I think, I think you're ready. So I said, we do. We have a baptism coming up at the church. And yeah, let's get you baptized. 
So a few weeks later, myself, along with a, a few other people, we got baptized um, in front of the whole church. And I remember that what they did is they brought us all to the front and they lined us up. And I remember wanting to be at the front of the line. I wanted to be right in the front of the line, probably because I didn't want to get in the, their filthy water. No, it was, I, I wanted to get in the front of the line because I was so excited. I was so just pumped up and amped. I was ready to be baptized. And I remember going into the tank and going into the water and it was such a powerful moment. It was such a, I mean, nothing magical happened. Like I didn't have a dove come to me or the heaven didn't, but it was so powerful. I remember, you remember that hug that I was telling you about? That I would feel, I felt that hug. I felt the favor and the, the, the approval and the love of my heavenly father. And I just felt him saying, I love you, JT. I'm proud of you. You're my boy. I just felt overwhelmed with the presence of God. And, and, and so much so that even, even 25 years later, I don't have many experience, experiences that felt that extreme. Felt that extreme. It's, it's always stuck with me how powerful that was. And I remember coming up out of the tank and we were supposed to you know, keep on walking and get off the stage, but I just stood there, dripping wet, soaking onto the stage and just, just watching because I, I wanted to see these other people experience what I got to experience. See how powerful it was for them and it was. You could see it on their faces. And every time we do baptisms here at this church, every church I've ever been involved in, I get so excited because I want to see them experience what I got to experience. It's powerful. It's important. So why is baptism so important? What is it and why is it so important? What I want to do today is I want to talk about four basic facts about baptism. Four things that make it really important. And we're going to jump in with the very first one. So if you're taking notes, this is number one. Baptism is a symbol. Baptism is a symbol. It's a symbolic action that we do. My mom always explained it this way. She says, baptism is an outward expression of an inward decision. Baptism is an outward expression of an inward reality or an inward decision. What's happening on the inside is you're outwardly expressing that truth. Paul, in the book of Romans, he, he, says, he says it like this, chapter 6. He says, don't you know that all of us who were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were therefore buried with him through death or through baptism, into death, in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead, through the glory of the Father, we too may have a new life. What Paul is saying is baptism symbolizes death and resurrection. Baptism symbolizes death and new life. Just as Jesus was crucified on a cross and put into the earth and three days later arose from, from, the, from the grave, New life. Same thing with baptism. It's saying that we have died. We have died to our old self. We have died to our sins. We have died to, to, to the, the punishment of our sins. 
And as we go under the water, it's like we were being buried. And as we come up out of the water, we are washed clean. Like a new creation. We are resurrected with Jesus. That's what baptism symbolizes. The death and resurrection. The Bible talks about this inward reality that that actually when we become followers of Jesus, we are like new creations. Did you know that? We're like new creations that it says that we have died, that the old man is gone and the, the new man is here. And that's what baptism represents is that we have died to our old self, we've turned away from it, we've repented of it, and we have turned towards God. And we are now made new. We are now made new. So when, when God the Father looks down on us, he doesn't see all of our junk, all of our sin, all of our you know, shortcomings. He sees the righteousness of Jesus. We've been baptized into Jesus' righteousness. Isn't that beautiful? That's what baptism represents. And did you know that baptism, it, it, was, it was going on for thousands of years. It was, it was a, a Jewish custom that, uh, that they would do. They would do these ceremonial washings regularly. And, and it represented being washed of your sins. And, and they would do these, you know, every time they would be around someone who was unclean or they would, you know, do something sinful, they would, they would do these ceremonial washings. But they had no idea that it was just foreshadowing what Jesus was going to do for us. See, they would baptize themselves regularly, but that's why we believe that you only need to be baptized once because what Jesus did on the cross was good one time for all. It was this foreshadowing of Jesus' death and resurrection. Paul goes on in Romans to say, for if we have been united with him in his death like his, we will certainly also be united with him in a resurrection like his. Baptism is also, it's a symbol, it's a public demonstration that we are united with Christ. We are united, I'm with him. I'm with him. It's kind of like a wedding ceremony. It's like a wedding ceremony where we, we make our vows. We say, this is, I pro, I'm, gonna, I'm with you. I'm with you only. It's like a wedding ceremony. And let me say this. Jesus made his vows on the cross. He said, I'm never gonna leave you. Never gonna forsake you. I'm with you. And we get to make our vows in the baptismal. Isn't that beautiful? It not only represents our death and resurrection with Jesus, but it represents our unity with him. It represents the unity we have with Jesus. And that's why we do it in, in public. That's why we do it in front of our church family to say, hey, I am, I'm with Jesus. I want everybody to know that I'm with him. It's a symbol. It's a symbolic uh, you know, ritual or, or, or whatever you want to call it. It's a symbol to say, I'm with Jesus. Baptism represents that we have chosen to follow him, that we have died to our sins, and that we have been raised up in unity with Jesus. Okay, so baptism is a symbol. Number two, baptism is important to Jesus. 
Baptism is really, really important to Jesus. Jesus was baptized. You know that? He was baptized. In fact, his ministry didn't start until he was baptized. But do you know this? This is really cool. The last thing that Jesus ever said while he was here on earth, before he, he, he went up, and, and up into heaven and sent the Holy Spirit down, the last thing that he said to his followers was this. This is called the Great Commission. And this is, I think, one of, if not the, one of the most important things that Jesus has said. It's Matthew 28. He says, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. So he's saying, go make disciples, which basically mean, means go make followers. You know, get people to come and follow me. You know, tell them about me. Get them to follow me and then baptize them and then teach them. There's three steps. There's three things that he wants us to do. Make disciples, baptize them, and then teach them. That's how important baptism is to Jesus, that he listed it in like the three things that he wanted us to know. Like if before he left, he said, these three things are really important. This is what I want you to do. Then I think it's gotta be pretty important to us. I mean, Jesus didn't say, go and make disciples, get them plugged into a local church, and then teach them. Could have, but he didn't. He didn't say, you know, go make disciples, get them to start memorizing some scripture, and then teach them. He didn't. He said, go make disciples, baptize them, and then teach them. And I think those other things are really important. I think they would fall under the category of teach them all that I've taught you. But I think it's really important for us to see that Jesus highlighted, Jesus said baptism is very important. Jesus specifically says baptize people. It was obviously very important to him. And if Jesus says it's important, I think we we need to think it's important too. I mean, this doesn't seem optional, does it? It doesn't seem like, hey, if you get around to it, maybe you could think about baptizing people. And maybe if your, your schedule's not too full, maybe you should get baptized. I think it's, no, be baptized. Be baptized. It's very, very important. I don't think it's optional. And saying that, let me move on to my third point. My third point is this. You do not have to be baptized in order to be saved. Okay, I just want to say this really clearly. You do not have to be baptized in order to be saved. Here's what I mean. Well, yes, I think Jesus and scripture says that as followers of Jesus, we need to be baptized. But it doesn't mean that if you're not, you're not saved. Remember, it's like a symbol. Baptism is the symbol. Here's what I I try to tell people. Baptism is like my wedding ring. Baptism is like a wedding ring. I can take it off, I can put it over here, and it doesn't mean I'm not married anymore. My wedding ring is a symbol that I am married. It is a symbol of the covenant I made with my wife. I can put it on, I'm married. I can take it off, I'm married. So it's not the ring that makes me married, it's the covenant I made with my wife. Same with baptism. Baptism, baptism is the, the symbol of the covenant you're making with Jesus. 
I mean, think about it like we were talking about with the wedding vows. Jesus made his wedding vows on the cross. We get to make our wedding vows in the baptismal. It's not the vows that make you married, but I think they're important. Baptism isn't what saves you. The Bible is really clear, in fact, that nothing that you do saves you. There's nothing that you can do that saves you. You can't be good enough. You can't avoid these things. You can't do enough of these things in order to save you. The only thing that saves you is what Jesus did on the cross. That's what saves you. Nothing we do, including baptism, is what gets us in right relationship with God. It's what Jesus did. It's putting our faith in that. That's what saves us. Does that make sense? So we aren't saved by anything we do. We are saved by what Jesus did. So baptism isn't a prerequisite to to salvation. And then just to kind of further this point, to give some biblical evidence, just look at the story of, of when Jesus was crucified. And there was these two criminals who were being crucified right next to him. And, and one of them was mocking Jesus. One of them was mocking him and like kind of sarcastically calling him the king and all this kind of stuff. And the other one stops him and says, you know, Jesus, will you please remember me when you, when you come into your kingdom? And what does Jesus reply back to that criminal? He says, well, unfortunately, we don't have time to get you baptized. (laughs) No, that's not what he says. He says, today you will be with me in paradise. Today you will be with me. It's not the baptism that saves you. The baptism is the symbol. So, you do not have to be baptized to be saved. But let me move on to my, my fourth point. You do have to be baptized in order to be obedient. You do have to be baptized to be obedient. There's a big difference. If you want to be saved, all you have to do is accept Jesus' free gift of salvation and what he he accomplished on the cross. But if you want to be obedient, if if you actually want to do what he says, then yeah, you need to be baptized. So when, when, when I say, you know, the Bible says that it's not optional, that you need to be baptized, I'm, it's not a matter of salvation, it's a matter of obedience. Does that make sense? It's a matter of obedience. Let me say it this way. If someone came to me and they said, hey, as a Christian, do we have to take care of the poor? Do you have to take care of the poor to be a Christian? I, I I would kind of say, well, yes and no. Yes and no. I mean, not to be saved, but if you want to be obedient to Jesus, then yeah, of course we have to take care of the poor. Yeah, of course. And the same goes with baptism. Do you have to be baptized to be, to be a Christian? Well, yes and no. No, not to be saved, but yes, to be obedient. I mean, again, think about it like the wedding vows. You don't have to repeat your wedding vows to, to you know, whoever you're marrying. They could say, hey, I'm, I'm never going to leave you. I'm never going to forsake you, blah, blah, blah. And you could say, thanks. <laughs> no, you don't have to say it, but you should. <laughs> Same goes with us. Jesus made his vows on the cross, and we get to say our vows in the baptismal. 
It seems like baptism is something that the Bible's really clear about. I mean, if this was just a one-off statement where Jesus and this one verse said, you know, go make disciples, baptize them, and we were like, well, this is the only time it was mentioned. Then we could, we could you know, have some disagreement, but it is mentioned all over. Over 70 times in the New Testament, they talk about be baptized. I want to tell you this story of the day of Pentecost. You guys know about Pentecost? Pentecost was a major event where the, the Holy Spirit fell on these people and, and the, all of these people came to know Jesus. And the disciple, it was just it was a crazy story. It's in Acts chapter two. I encourage you to read it. Um, but Peter gets up, the apostle Peter, who's one of Jesus's main guys, he gets up and he just gives this real passionate sermon. And all these people are like, yeah, that sounds great. And Peter ends it this way. You know, all these people are, are coming to Christ. It says thousands of people were added to their numbers. Thousands of people came to Christ. And Peter says this to end it off. He says, repent, which means turn away from. Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins. And you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Repent and be baptized. I mean, it seems like Peter understood the importance of this baptism. A few chapters later, in, in the book of Acts, we have the story of, of this guy named Philip. Philip meets this eunuch um, and, and has this really cool conversation, this interaction with this eunuch and leads this eunuch to Christ. And, and the eunuch's like, what do I need to do now? What do I have to do now? And, 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 and Philip says, well, let's go, let's go find some water and baptize you. We're gonna baptize you. I mean, all throughout the book of Acts, all throughout the New Testament, just be baptized, be baptized. And remember the, the verse we were looking at where Paul in the book of Romans was talking about the symbolism of baptism. Paul says, now when, when you were baptized... When you were baptized. He didn't say if you were baptized. He said when you were baptized. Because the assumption that Paul had was that if you were a follower of Christ, you would have been baptized. If you want to follow Christ, you would have been baptized. And, and, and listen, I might be wrong, but I just don't see anything in Scripture that leads me to believe anything different. It seems like baptism is, is something that's it's, it's a requirement to be obedient to Jesus. When we come into relationship with Jesus, essentially what we are saying is yes. Yes, Jesus. I've heard it put like this. It's like we, we have this check and we're just signing our name on the check, this blank check. We're signing our name on it and handing it to Jesus and saying, spend it how you want. Yes, this check is my life. Yes, Jesus. So our job is, as followers of Jesus is to say yes. So when Jesus says, be baptized, what's our response? Yes. When Jesus says, care for the poor, what's our response? Yes. When Jesus says, hey, I want you to talk to your neighbor I want you to go help them with the, you know, their leaves. Our response is yes. If we want to be followers of Jesus, our response needs to be yes. I mean, 
Jesus didn't say in the Great Commission that, you know, you have to be a Michigan fan. If he did, I would have been like, all right, fine. I would say yes. If we want to be obedient, we have to say yes. He didn't say, you know, you, you got to start wearing beanie caps. I mean, <laughs> I think maybe he did. It just didn't get right. No, um, he didn't say that. He said, be baptized. He said to baptize. So do you have to be baptized to be a Christian? Well, yes and no. Yes and no. Not to be saved. But you know what? You know what I love about the story that we were talking about with Peter, where he was on the day of Pentecost, is that when he said to repent and be baptized, you know what people's response was? They didn't say, well... Do I absolutely have to? Like, shouldn't I go through some classes first? Shouldn't I understand all of the implications first? Or, or you know what? What's the bare minimum of what I have to do? What can I get away with? I mean, is it a requirement that I do it? You know what? You know what they said? Yes. All these stories, the answer, yes, Jesus. And I just, I just want us to examine our hearts. Is our answer, yes, Jesus? Or is our answer, well, do I have to? Remember uh, Cam and Jen? They've come here a lot. They're missionaries in a radical Muslim country. Uh, they're just an awesome couple. They were in this radical uh, Islamic country and the penalty of being a Christian in this country is imprisonment, possibly death. And in fact, they were thrown into prison, separated from each other. It was, it's a really, really cool story that they have. Um, but they were talking about baptism at one point. And they were saying they would still baptize these followers of Jesus. When they would lead someone to Christ, they would baptize them. And they would do it out in public in these rivers, they say the whole time they were doing these baptisms, they'd be looking over their shoulder, like waiting for the authorities to come. Just scared the authorities were coming. Let me say that if anyone has an excuse not to do baptisms, I think it would be people like that. But they saw the importance of it. They saw this is a matter of obedience. So let me ask you this today. What's holding you back? I know that there are people here who say, I'm a follower of Christ. I've never been baptized. Maybe, maybe you know, just during my, my message, you're like, yeah, I want to follow Jesus. And I want to say, what's holding you back? So what we're going to do, we're going to have an opportunity to baptize some people today, some people who have said yes to Jesus. We're going to have an opportunity to, to, to baptize them, to let them say their vows back to Jesus. And I want to invite you, if you have never been baptized, to join them. And we have, we have sweats in the back, all sizes, so there's no excuses. What's holding you back? What's holding you back? Pride? Maybe I'll, it'll, I'm embarrassed. If you want to be obedient to Jesus, when do we start saying yes? Let today be the day you start saying yes.
So I want to end with this. The verse that, that stirred something inside of me. Acts chapter 22, verse 16. What are you waiting for? Get up, be baptized, and wash your sins away, calling on his name. What are you waiting for? So, we're going to invite a few people up here. We're going to invite Caleb Van Dopp. We can give him a round of applause. Yeah, Caleb Van Dopp. Aaron Van Dopp. Morgan Beener. All right. And is there anyone else who wants to say yes to Jesus? If you, if you are um, a child, you have to be uh, older than 10, get your parents' permission. But I know, I know there are people here who've said yes to Jesus, who said, I want to be a follower of you, but I've never been baptized. I want to give you an opportunity to say yes right now. Is there anyone? I don't know. Come on forward. Well, here's what we're going to do. We are going to do an ancient ceremony. This is, this is what they used to do in the early church, um, where they would, uh, they would have someone stand on this side of the stage who would represent, or I don't know if they had stages, someone stand on this side who represented the devil, and Bill will be representing the devil. That's a big stretch. And I will be on this side representing Jesus. So I'm not saying anything. I'm That's a saying. big stretch. <laughs> it is a big stretch. So here's what I want you guys to do. I want you to face Bill, and he's going to ask you a question. So do you renounce Satan and his kingdom, the kingdom of this world, your flesh, and your sin nature? If so, the response would be yes. 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 So normally, what they would do, and this is true, normally what they would do, they would spit in his direction. So, if everyone, no. We're not going to do that. We'll, we'll, we'll forego that part. So why don't you guys turn towards me now, and I'll be representing Jesus. Do you accept Jesus as your Savior? That he freed you from bondage of sin and death, and do you confess him as the Lord of your life? And do you publicly proclaim unity with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit? Awesome. Well, then let's get you guys baptized. So, yeah, give him a round of applause. This is awesome. And again, if there is anyone who wants to be baptized, we have sweats in the back. It's not too late. So if we can have some friends and family and pastors come up to, to pray for these guys, if you guys want to spread out maybe a little bit, 